Welcome to I Want to Tell You One Thing, a podcast for emerging entrepreneurs. Whether you are just starting out, contemplating a change, stepping away from the traditional nine to five, or working so that your side hustle becomes a full-time gig, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie, a social media coach and strategist, and more importantly, a fellow entrepreneur. Each week, I sit down with another small business owner and ask them to share one thing they learned in those first tumultuous years. Hopefully, their advice will save you some of those mistakes, sleepless nights, and moments of insecurity. These conversations have certainly inspired me. My hope is that we can learn and grow together. Now, let's dive into this week's one thing. We are back this week and we're going to be talking about best advice you ever received. And I have Christina here. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. So tell us a little bit about who you are and about where you are in this entrepreneurial journey of yours. Sure. Um, So my name is Christina Rava. I am a website designer and I would say I'm about like a year and a half into my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I actually got laid off from a job in December, 2019, right before Christmas. Oh, wow. And it was, you know, horrible timing, especially because COVID was about to hit. Exactly. So I was like, I need to figure out something. I need to figure out something fast. So I had always kind of dabbled with web design. And so I decided to just go for it and open um, a web design business. And then it kind of transitioned a little bit over the course of the year to include copywriting too. Nice. Okay, cool. And what were you doing before that? Like, what was the job you got laid off from? Um, so I was doing a coaching job, actually. Oh, okay. um, and uh, I had initially set out a few years ago to do coaching and had had a few positions with coaching. But this, I was doing it through a pharmacy that wasn't doing very well. Uh, and they okay. had like, kind of like a lot of people and it, you know, just... Yeah, it just needed too too much, uh, too much going on for them. Got it. So this, so a switch into web design is kind of a big switch from coaching to web design. Like those fields aren't exactly related. It's not like you were doing design work already. Exactly. Yeah, it was, but you know what? Like it felt right because when I had started my coaching business, I had to learn, like I was trying to learn all the things about what to do to set up a coaching business. Right. So learning, um, about, you know, all these things involved with digital marketing and one of them being setting up a website. And I started from scratch. I didn't like, I had no clue. I didn't even understand what hosting was, you know, like really, really, really starting from zero. And, um, and I just found that I loved it. And so I, and and it got to the point where I actually preferred to work on my website than to do coaching. Oh, so So that that was kind of like a a sign for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then you just, dove all in and just were like, I'm doing web design now. Like, that's it? Done with yes. coaching? Or are you still yes. coaching on the yeah. side as well? No, you know, and so actually I was trying to do both for a while. And I was like, you know what, this is unsustainable because I'm also a parent and, you know, the, the kids are home from school because of COVID. And I'm like, right. I can't do, I can't do two businesses. Just starting a business is, is, you know, it's kind of stressful and um, there's a lot of pressure. I was under a lot of pressure. And so to try to do two at once, I realized quickly it was not a good idea. Uh, yeah. So you pivoted totally into that. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's get into your one thing. What is the one thing, the best piece of advice you ever received? 
So it actually relates to what we were just talking about. And the best piece of advice, I heard it actually on, um, I was listening to a webinar or or a podcast and it said to decide to decide. And that was really um, very applicable for me because I'm the kind of person who tries to like map everything out and have this perfect plan and weigh all my options and like, learn about all these different things. And it was really holding me back in my business because I was like, oh, I should do this and I should do this. And how do I do it? And like my head was spinning and I was making like no progress with my business. Mm -hmm. And then I really just liked that simplicity of like, you know, just jump, (laughs) you know, decide to decide, like, just do something. And then when you get to the next point where you're stuck, do it again, like make a decision and just keep going. And it just so happened that after I heard somebody say that decide to decide, I listened to I like to follow Amy Porterfield and her podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, she had like a whole episode on decision making, and how decision making is so important in in your business. And um, you know, so that just, it just resonated with me that really, I think the people who are successful are the ones who don't necessarily do things perfectly, but they just decide to try something. And then mm-hmm. if they have to pivot, they can. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause I think it's true, especially early on in the entrepreneurial journey, you're, you're like, Oh, well, there's this and there's that. And there's this other thing. And we can kind of get, you know, like what they call like analysis paralysis, where we're like, mm-hmm. I just want to analyze everything. Mm-hmm. But I think what we often forget is not making a decision is kind of a decision. It's a decision to like not yeah. move forward, mm-hmm. right? So when mm-hmm. we're like, all right, like I just, I've got to decide and then stick with it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Really yeah. Cause you don't have, like, I think when you're working in like a nine to five job, that pressure is not on you. Like your, mm-hmm. your boss tells you what to do, you yeah. know, but when you're on your own, you're the one that's holding yourself back if you don't make yeah. the decisions. So yeah, it's true. And you have it, to- that brings up a really interesting point of like, when you are in a normal nine to five, like it's very clear what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. on Monday when you show up to work. And then it's yeah. pretty clear what you're supposed to do on Tuesday. Like you can move a few things around, but like, mm-hmm. it's very clear what your week is supposed to look like. But for an entrepreneur, it's very unclear. There's a million things you could do in your week. And so you really have to think like, okay, what? I need to decide to do the thing that's like going to move me forward. That's going to push the needle. Mm -hmm. And each day it's a matter of kind of being like, okay, now today, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. And also like, I think you can kind of get sucked into like what other people are advising you to do, you know, like I started signing up for all these like email lists and listening to like webinars and podcasts and, you know, each person was claiming like a different thing was the thing to do and to move the needle and like, you need to be doing this. And so, and I was like, you know, I believed what they said because I'm like, oh, well, this person is successful. So I need to do that. But then before I knew it, I was trying to do like, you know, 10 different things. things. Yeah. 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 I think, I think again, we all kind of do that when we first start off, we're like, okay, like I'll just learn from the people who are doing it. But the thing is, is each person is different. And so each person Mm -hmm. has their own strategy and their own way of getting there. And like, yeah, they're trying to teach you, but if that's not your way, it's really mm-hmm. not going to get you where you need to be and where you want to go. 
Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like you have to take a step back and think like instead of just like being so reactive, you know, like just like reflect what is best for you instead of just like, you know, doing the shiny object syndrome thing. (laughs) I think we all have a shiny object syndrome sometimes. Oh my gosh, maybe this will happen. And this, and too, I think, and especially, (laughs) especially in the States, but like, we're so focused. I call it like the McDonald's mentality. Like we want results like super fast, right? We want to like buy this course and have Mm -hmm. an email list of 5,000 tomorrow. And yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Like it's not possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this piece of advice, like decide to decide, um, how do you apply that into your business? Like, where do you see that? Or once you heard that, how did it kind of change the way you do business? I think it, it actually allowed me to like cut back on my to-do list, which is not to say that I was like doing less work, but I had originally had this to-do list where like, I want to do like Pinterest marketing and I want to do like blogging and I want to do this and that. And, and it allowed me like, basically what I decided was I wanted to have like focus on one service that I was offering to one group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started offering web design only. And I was focusing on working with other health professionals since I was familiar with the field. Sure. And, um, and like to just start basically selling my service, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't like right now, I don't even have, like, I haven't really focused on these other things yet, like the social media or like content creation. And I am starting to work on that, but I just needed to get the ball rolling and, and, and getting the ball rolling by focusing just on like selling this one package that I had to offer Mm -hmm. really helped because I feel like it gave me confidence Um, and it just kind of gave me clarity of like, you know, is this what I want to continue doing or how can I make the service better or what's now, what's the second thing I want to do? So, um, yeah, it was just like uh, enabled me to focus on like one specific thing. Like you said, when I show up to my (laughs) desk on Monday morning, like what do I actually do when I turn on my computer Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to have more focus in that regard. I love that because I think, you know, just yesterday I got this email that's like the eight platforms every small business should be on. And I was like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I, like, I so can't be on eight platforms. No. And I am a social media coach. Like, I, like <laughs> no, nobody can be doing that. Like, it's just not no. sustainable if you want to, like, ever see the outside or, like, whatever. Yeah. Your family. Yeah. And I also think it sets you up for failure in a way, because then it's like you're trying to do something that's unrealistic. And so then you're only going to end up saying like, you know, not giving your full attention to any one thing, not doing your best in any one area. And then just saying like, oh, like, um, you know, this isn't working, you know, but of course it's not going to work because it's like inhuman to try to do all of that. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're so scattered, like, it, yeah, you're, nothing's going to work. You're just spinning your wheels in all these different directions. And I think getting very frustrated because you're like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be working because I'm doing, I'm doing all the things Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like, I love what you said. Like, I'm just focusing on one thing. Like I'm just, I'm working at, you know, reaching my target client, like selling this one product. Mm-hmm. And I think too, once you do that and really focus in on that and you get that down and you learn the techniques, then you can expand. But if you try yeah. to expand from the beginning, it just doesn't work right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're focusing on one thing doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. You know, like I think I was trying to 
like construct this like five year plan in my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have no idea what that's going to look what you know, my business is going to look like five years from now. So I just think I'll like, I'll start with one. And then I add the second thing. And then I add the third thing. And I'll just like, kind of see how things go step mm-hmm. to step. Yeah, this is interesting. So one of the other guests that I had on the podcast, she, um, she talked about how you need to be really, really flexible with your timeline and especially early on. Cause she goes, I think, you know, very often you're like, I gotta be at this stage by six months or a year or two years. And like, it doesn't happen often that way, or it happens in a different way than you expected. And then suddenly you're like, I'm a failure. Or I didn't do this well. And like, no, mm-hmm. like, this is the process. Like be much more flexible with it. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. Like, I think maybe like I can see how once you are like in a groove with your business, then you know how long things take you or like, you know, how much you're growing month to month or something like that. But in the beginning, like there's really no way of knowing that until you live it. So, you know, you just do it and then you can plan accordingly, but you can't plan without having done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like even like having a five-year plan or a 10-year plan is good because it gives you things to shoot for. But when we have the really close plans, sometimes it can be more debilitating than (laughs) encouraging, I think. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So how, so you picked your niche, your kind of one niche, because that was a field that you had interest in Mm -hmm. and like you knew a lot about. Right. Um, Did you always know you wanted to do that? Or was that something you realized like, oh, I know a lot about this. So therefore I should work with them. You mean like, did I know that I specifically wanted to work with health professionals? Yeah. Or were you at first like, I'm just going to make websites and Uh, later realize like I should really find my niche and hone in on that? I, I kind of, luckily that, that is one thing like I was clear on in the beginning because I knew that it was like, I knew that it was a group of people that I could help Mm -hmm. because I'm always around like other health professionals who know like so much about their field, but they're just like, get very frustrated with tech. And, you know, that was a place where I could step in and help, you know, so I knew right away that that was something like a group that I wanted to work in with, but I actually did end up taking on a couple of projects. I was also having a hard time saying no in the beginning of my business, like when yes. somebody came to me for help. So I took on some projects like outside of um, outside of that group. And I kind of realized through that experience, like this is not a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I really do have like the expertise with this one area. So why mess with that? You know, like why try to go and like, you know, work with other groups that I'm not like as familiar with or as comfortable with, like, mm-hmm. you know, just stick with what, you know, at least in the beginning. And I think it allows you to really position yourself as an expert and also to just feel confident in the work you're doing. Yeah. I find that interesting because since you had people coming to you, it's not that you were out there seeking people who are outside your niche, like people came to you from outside of your niche mm-hmm. and yet still you're like, Ah, moving forward, I wouldn't work with people who are outside. So um, kind of walk me through that decision process a little bit. Because I think very often the entrepreneurs are like, any business is good business, especially when you first start. You're like, I'm just going to take it all. As opposed yeah. to like, no, I really need to focus in on my on my people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't say, like, I don't think I regret, like, taking yeah. on some projects in other areas. But, like, now moving forward, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I will. Because... Um, it, it really pertains more to like, I do a lot of, I do copywriting for sites. So not just designing the sites, but writing the words for them. And so 
to do that, you really have to have an understanding of like what the, what the business does, the value that it provides. And if it's in something like, you know, a a field that you're unfamiliar with, like, I know I'm not going to do a good job with that, you know? And, and I, and I did struggle like the times that I tried to go outside of my niche, Mm. um, because I felt like I had to do all this like background research and I didn't really quite know what I was talking about. So Mm -hmm. I think like, you know, if you experience that, like if you try working with different groups and see like which ones actually just like um, come more easily to you, then stick with them. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And again, like, yeah, we often kind of just take on anything. We're like, oh, well, like any business is good business, but like we're going to be most successful and most effective, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, and most useful for our clients too, when we're really focused in on our exact niche, our, like our zone of genius, basically, like mm-hmm. what's really going to work yeah. well for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's okay to dabble in the beginning piece. Oh, I also yeah. tried even not only going outside my niche, I also tried doing projects that were like, not exactly like web design and copy, but like things that were related to them. And I found like I could do them, but I really wasn't like, it didn't light me up too. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. You know, it's not only what you're good at, but it's also what lights you up and motivates you. Right. Because clients I think can pick up on that too. You know, they can tell like when you're passionate about something, like I've had clients say like, I can, you know, I see that you love what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think that really makes an impact on them. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's also part of that, that growing process is, is maybe taking on a couple extra things or kind of seeing like, I think I like this and then trying and realizing like, no, no, I don't actually like (laughs) this. You know, like when I first, first started my business, I thought I was going to do just social media management, that I was going to be like a VA. I was going to just take on people's accounts and like do them for them. And Mm -hmm. I did that for this big, for a beer festival, actually. I did this oh, okay. for a big beer festival. It was amazing. And I realized uh-huh. I hate this. Like, yeah. I do not want to do this. Like, I would mm-hmm. love, I loved coming up with the strategies. I loved writing the content. I loved putting together the plan. And uh-huh. I hated getting on their account and posting for them. I was like, I yeah. do not want to do this. Yeah. And that yeah. was just a good, like, learning lesson of like, okay, I thought I wanted that, but I realized I don't. I want this other thing. Yeah. I'm better at this other thing. Right. Yeah. And I think it ties back to this whole, like the conversation we're having about deciding, like, Mm -hmm. I think that taking action allows you to decide, you know, because like, if you're just weighing all these options in your head without actually having done them, it's really hard to make a decision, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you try three different things and you experience them, then you can make a decision much more easily Mm -hmm. because you've lived through it and you're like, Oh, this is what it's like, you know? and then then decide if it's if it's right for you or not Mm -hmm. yeah it's true it is I feel like the very beginnings is very trial and error where you're like I'm gonna try this we'll see okay that didn't work as well I need to adjust I need to pivot I need to to realign or whatever and then kind of keep keep learning and growing as you as you go along Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah definitely um was there ever a time especially early on I think when like you made a decision and you were like, okay, I'm going to decide to decide. And then you realized afterwards, like, mm, that wasn't the best decision. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean that, yes, in a way, I mean, there are a number of things that I regret, you know, um, and it all boils down to what we were talking about with um, turning away clients that come mm. to you, yeah. you know, um, it, it, there were times where I'm like, 
you know, I decided I was going to do like, I actually posted that I was going to do general like VA work okay. um, because I am familiar with like a lot of different platforms right. and I'm like, you know, I can, I can do this. Like I can help everybody with everything related yeah. to tech, you know? And um, I thought it was a good idea because I thought by like kind of broadening my services, sure. I would more. be able to grow, you know, yeah. and work with all these different people and make more money. And, um, and then it was just like, it was a disaster because I felt like I felt very scattered, <laughs> you know, like, like I was doing all these things, but not really like, um, not really going deep into mm-hmm. one area and working with like people that were at all different stages of their business and in different niches. And mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I, I really want in like my vision is to be an expert in an area you know, and to an Excel in an area. And I was like, by trying to do like work with all these people just for fear of turning down work, like Mm -hmm. just not a good idea. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I think, yeah, I, it's so interesting how really when you niche down is where I think then business kind of explodes, which seems counterintuitive. Very often we're like, well, if I just have more services and if I could just serve more people, then my business will grow. But it, it really yeah. works the opposite. It's amazing yeah. how that happens. Yeah. But I think it's scary in the beginning because like when all you want to do is like kind of make money yeah. <laughs> and have clients, like it's hard to say no. Right. It's right. hard. But I think it's like it's definitely the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So how did you get there to saying no? Cause you said earlier, like, Oh, I just said yes to everything. Like early on, yeah. like, and I have a hard time saying yeah. no, like, how did you kind of get there mentally to be able to be like, okay, it's okay to turn away money. It's okay to turn away a job in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Yeah. I, it was because, um, I, I listened to like, you know, a lot of different people and somebody said that when you say yes to something, you're saying no, to, that's the equivalent of saying no to yeah. something else. Yeah. And then I began to experience that where like, I got like my, my calendar was full doing a bunch of things that I didn't really want to do. And then like, you know, a project that I really liked would come along and I'd be like, you know, I had to tell the person like, I can't work on this for a few weeks, you know, or Mm. I would take it on and not do as good of a job because I was also juggling these other things. And so that really did become clear to me that, um, you're actually like limiting yourself when you say yes to projects, because for all, you know, like your dream project could come around the next day. Mm-hmm. But if you're already committed to the project that you don't like, and then the dream one comes tomorrow, you're like, ugh, now I can't like, unless you can take both of them on at the same time, you're, right. you're restricting yourself by saying yes to yeah. projects. And like, I think too, like in that scenario, then that project that you're, that you're on, they've already committed to that you don't love as much. Like that becomes even more of a burden when suddenly you're like, and I'm doing this and I miss yeah. this great opportunity that I really, I would have yeah. loved so much more. And it, like, it's hard to get over that. I think sometimes when you're like, yeah. oh, I have a little resentment now because <laughs> yeah. I was stupid and said yes. And uh-huh. I had to say yeah. no to this other thing, which is a better yeah. thing. So, I mean, I think it's like a little bit of a matter of faith, you know, like I'm going to keep myself open for the right things, you know, and not tie my tie myself down with the wrong things. Because if I do that, then I'm, you know, not making myself available for the things that I really want and the things that are not not only going to bring me money, but also just like light me up, help me grow like as a business owner, you know, so 
it's tough, but I think it's definitely the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and two, like the whole reason so many of us get into this is that we can take on projects and clients that like fill our bucket that like really do Mm -hmm. light us up, like you said. And so then to be, especially early on, to be taking all these things that like, don't do that. You might as well have stayed in your nine to five. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, not really Uh feeling you. Why why did you, you know, take that leap? Yeah. That's a good point, you know, because that's the reason why a lot of us don't do a nine to five is we we want to make our own decisions. Like we want to be in the driver's seat with our business, you know, um, as opposed to just having somebody assign things to you. Mm-hmm. But then if you're going to like almost like assign these things to yourself that you don't want to be doing, yeah, like you like, said, it's like that's no different really than mm-hmm. being in a nine to five. No, it's totally true. Yeah, that's that's one of the main reasons I was like, I need to be my own boss because like I just I had a really hard time like doing things that I was like, I don't think this is the right thing. Like, I don't think this is the right mm-hmm. thing right now, but like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do it. And I was like, yeah. no. And so for my own no. business, too, I got to, you know, like I find myself sometimes be like, maybe I should. And then I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not the right <laughs> thing, not the right yeah. thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You have to kind of tell yourself that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this idea of like, okay, decide to decide, it sounds really good, but in practice, I think sometimes it can be really difficult because you're still like, "Ah, but there's so many options, right? Like, yeah, we have so much choice. So do you have any like suggestions or recommendations for people to like, take that leap and just do it, like just decide and move forward? Yeah. Well, first I think like you first, in, in deciding to decide, I think you have to like be willing to be forgiving of yourself if mm. you mess up, if you make the wrong decision, because that's bound to happen. So like, I, I think that's definitely like step one is like decide, but also know, like, you know, there's a chance you're going to make the wrong decision, but, you know, see that as a learning experience. Like you do grow from the wrong decisions, but I think that's like step step one is to just be prepared knowing that, yes, you're making a decision, but it may not be the right decision. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think like, then I would say like, decide on something that where you're not going out on a limb, you know, like decide to focus on like the thing that you feel comfortable that like Mm. you can deliver on, like that, you know what you're talking about, because I think like, like we were talking about in the beginning of business, like you want to try all these things that are kind of new to you, like when you're first starting a business and you don't want to put like your eggs in that basket of like, something that like you just learned, yeah, you yeah. know? So I think like to make everything less stressful and to make yourself more successful, like decide to focus on the one thing that you know for a fact you can do mm-hmm. and that you can do a good job on and you can deliver on because then it's like you're increasing your own odds of success. And then if you want to like experiment later on by adding on something that's new, then go for it at that time. But in the beginning, like stay within the zone of like, you know, this is something that I know inside and out. This is something I can talk about all day. This is something Mm -hmm. that I can deliver on and like produce good results for my clients in and, you know, start with focusing on that. I love that. I love that. I even think I was thinking um, that even relates to social media. I think very often early businesses are like, I'm going to get on every platform and I'm going to be present on every platform. And then they're burned out and then they're not really appearing on, showing up on any platform. And I always tell my clients like, listen, 
where are your clients and what do you enjoy? What, which platform mm-hmm. do you enjoy being on? And like, mm-hmm. just start there. And if you just really mm-hmm. enjoy Facebook and you can find your clients there, just be on Facebook. If you really enjoy Instagram, just be there. And like, yeah. don't worry about the rest for now. Like yeah. be yeah. one, do it well, like show mm-hmm. up there constantly and you can add the others later. Like you don't have to be on yeah. all of them yeah. from the get go. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. 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 And do something where like you feel like you'll do a good job. Like if you're, you know, kind of going with your example, like if you're not comfortable on video and you choose like your one thing to be doing Facebook lives every day, like that doesn't make sense, you know, or, or in terms of like the service you offer, don't offer a service that you've never actually like done before, you know, Or, you know, don't be on Instagram if you're not comfortable with like, you know, taking pictures of yourself and stuff, you know, like, I just feel like go with your comfort and what you know that you can do a good job with. Yeah. I think this is reminding me too, like right when I first started off, everyone's like, you have to do discovery calls, like phone calls. I, I hate the phone. I hate the phone. And I was like trying to do them. And I was like, these are so painful. And then I was like, because this is not me. Like I, I, yeah. I don't like the phone. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I switched yeah. to doing them as zoom calls instead, because for me, there's just something different about being able to see a person's face. Mm-hmm. We, we could be having the exact same conversation and I'm totally fine. And I was like, okay, like that's where that's my zone of genius. That's where I can do really well. And I don't have to yeah. do it over a phone call. Like it's not a problem. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like yeah. learning those things about yourself and then really like embracing them instead of like, oh, everyone else does it a different way or this is the way it's supposed to be done. Therefore, I should mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. I think they're all yeah. things you want to like get over. Yeah. 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 Do what you're comfortable with. I, yeah. I'm the same way. Like I felt like, you know, I I wasn't using like I was trying to force myself to use like social media in the beginning to promote my business. And I'm like, this is not like, I don't know. I just like had this gut feeling like this is not really like, um, it doesn't match my personality as well. So I started just doing like, just connecting with like one person at a time, Mm -hmm. um, that I would meet in a Facebook group and having a conversation with them, just like we're having a conversation now. And like, then like that just like completely opened the doors for my business because that's what works. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not so comfortable with like putting a post out there and I don't know who's going to see it and trying to reach like a thousand people, but I am comfortable with just connecting with one person. Like I see your face. I know your name. I can have a conversation with you. And like, I've had a really like high success rate with my discovery calls because Mm -hmm. of that. Cause it fits like what, yeah, what I'm comfortable with and what I know I'm good at. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, I think so many good nuggets in this, in our short little conversation today, yeah, awesome. so <laughs> got amazing things from this. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, is there any book or podcast or something that you, or Ted talk or whatever that you recommend other, uh, small business owners kind of read or listen to? Yeah. Um, I, I love listening to like all different things, but, um, like I mentioned before, I think Amy Porterfield really has a lot of great insight into, um, I like her emphasis on list building because it's, it's really like a good early step for entrepreneurs. Like a lot of other people are talking about like steps that you take later after you've been in business for years, like, you know, launching a course is like a big thing, you know, but that's not a good step one for a new business owner. Mm-hmm. I think like it's good to read and and uh, listen to podcasts that have to do if you're a new business owner that are suitable for where you're at in your business. Yeah, so 
I love that. I love that. I have not listened to hers in a while. So I got to, now I got to go back and, and catch up yeah. where, where I left <laughs> off. So this was awesome. If people want to find you, if people are interested, if they're health coaches and they're interested in what you <laughs> offer, um, where can they find you? Um, I do most of my work through my website, which is christinarava.com, R-A-V-A. And I have a link for a free call. So I would love to connect with anyone who just wants to chat about how they can improve the conversions of their website. Awesome. I will leave that link to in the show notes so people can easily right. get a hold of you. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for this, for your time and your thoughts. Yeah, and everything. I enjoyed this. Thank you too. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week. I hope you got at least one thing from today's conversation to guide you on this crazy entrepreneurial journey you're in the midst of. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this episode with a fellow small business owner or leaving a review. And last, but certainly not least, let's connect on social. Message me at Rosebud Social on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week.